Hello and welcome to the Lean Girl Fitcast, your place for motivation and mindset mastery on your fitness and your fat loss journey. Today we are talking about time, the thing we all wish we had just a little more of, just one more hour in the day. And so when we are lacking time, when we are overcommitted, when we are overwhelmed, we all know the first things to slip off the list are our nutrition and our fitness and our workouts and all of the good habits that we know are the, actually the things that get us through, that give us the energy, that give us the mental clarity to actually push through and do all the things that we need to do. So the question we want to answer today is how can we actually relook at this and how do we make time and space in our lives to prioritize these things that we know make us feel good and how do we change the fact that these are the things that we always push off? Why is it that we're doing that? And I have my husband, Gilan Gork, here today, and he's gonna help us unpack and like really deconstruct why is it that we keep doing this? Why are we sabotaging and leaving the things that we know make us feel good alone? Why do we leave them alone? <laughs> well, it's great to unpack this. I think that it is a topic that is experienced not only in fat loss, but um, when I work with high performance individuals in all different contexts, uh, this problem uh, of time management, not having enough time, how do I make time for all these important things and, um, and, and having these important things you know, go to bed at night thinking, shit, I didn't do that important thing. Mm. And we wake up the next day feeling awful yes. and sometimes even repeating that again. So um, I think this is a really worthwhile question to answer. Yes. And I guess the challenge with not having enough time, well, the, the feeling that we don't have enough time is that there is some truth to it, which I think keeps us believing it, right? We feel like we can totally justify at the end of the day. I have packed so much into this day. I have done so much. I honestly didn't have another second. So we can actually justify that and be like, there was no way I was going to prep my meals. There was no way I was going to fit a workout in. Yeah. You know, I used to be a time management nerd. I still somewhat am. Um, and I really love what Oliver Berkman said around this, this myth that it comes to time management, which is um, a myth that I bought into uh, that created my nerdiness around it, which is, you know, I was just so committed to finding that perfect solution, that perfect formula that would allow me to end every single day having done everything that I wanted to and, uh, and not waking up the next day in what he calls a, a feeling of productivity debt. Like I feel like mm -hmm. if my productivity and all the things I wanted to achieve, fitness included, um, you know, if, if that was a bank account, in, instead of waking up at zero and then at the end of the day doing everything to reach 100, mm -hmm. I thought I was waking up at like minus, you know, in the red. Yes. And, and by the end of the day, I was just even happy if I got back to zero. And, and this was the cycle mm -hmm. of, of my life. And so I think what he said was just so, so, so important, just first and foremostly as we explore this topic, um, which is to acknowledge our finitude. And what, what he means when he uses the word finitude is it comes from the word finite, that our lives are finite. There is, we can acknowledge, there really is a finite amount of time. And we have this idea in our heads that if we just got the right formula, 
we would be able to fit everything in. And when we're not able to fit everything in, we feel like we're failing. Yes. And this is where we're starting. And yes. it's, not a, it's not a very good place. It's not a good place to be. I mean, I can really resonate with that because I often get to the end of the day and I feel like my list is even longer than when I actually started. And this can just make you wake up feeling anxious. And it's easy to look at things like nutrition and workouts almost as a luxury. So if we are trying to cut things out and find more time, it's normally those things that go. Exactly. It's they're so easy to do and so easy not to do. Mm. And so this brings to a, a very good point, which is, okay, let's, now we have acknowledged that we do have a finite amount of time. What does that mean? What does that mean to us? Firstly, what it means is we're never going to find the magic formula that we can fit everything in. Yeah. And so the implication of that is that we need to become comfortable with knowing that there will be things that we're not going to get to fit in. And, um, you, you know, that, uh, that parable of the professor with the, uh, with the jar in front of his students and he's got rocks and pebbles and sand. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that uh, everybody listening has heard of that before where he says, how do we fit it all in? And the students, um, you know, trying their best and they put the sand in and then the pebbles and then the rocks can't fit in. And uh, the, the professor with a smile on his face uh, shows the, the students, actually, when you put the big rocks in first, then the pebbles fit in and then the sand. And that was supposed to be analogous of the fact that if you, can, if you first focus on all your big priorities, then you can fit everything else in. And this is a total myth. The, the, entire, the entire experiment is set up from the start because the professor has just the right number of big rocks that can fit in the jar mm. to begin with. But in today's world, we have so many more big rocks than we could ever fit into our lives. Right. And so, the, you know, the, really, it's not just about saying no to things. We've all heard the, um, the advice that we should say no to things. Um, but what if you have to start saying no to things that are actually important to you? Mm. And unfortunately, we live in a world where we do need to prioritize these things. So I guess the kernel of truth around, oh, I don't have enough time, is that we do have busy lives. But there's also a big lie in the, the, the bigger picture, which is that we don't have the ability to prioritize. So I guess the real question should be, how do we prioritize? Yes. And for that, I think we should talk about values. Okay. So yeah, I think from a, from a practical perspective, um, I have seen this with all of the women that I've coached. And I think in terms of prioritization, I think that there's a structure on how you actually do that and f make the time for things that are important and make sure that you're doing them in a structured way so that we're taking out the decisions of it and really linking in with what our schedules look like. So I actually love to share this example from Gemma who actually works in my team and she's a really busy mom of three and she does an insane amount of work behind the scenes in Lean Girl. And whenever I spoke to Gemma, she would talk to me in dismay that she didn't manage to fit her workouts in, that she just, every week, she really wants to do it, but things are so hectic with the kids, and this came up and that came up, and I said to her, okay, well, when were you planning on doing your workouts? She was like, well, I, you know, I try and do it, you know, during the day when I have, I'm like, okay, well, that's the first part. So the solution was, we said, all right, Let's look at what your schedule is. Now, realistically, if there was a time you could work out every day that you could put in your diary knowing that there was no kids to lift, that there was nothing else that you had to do, no commitments, when could that be? 
She said, okay, well, when she got back from dropping off the kids, she's got between 7.30 and 8.30 before she hops online. So I said, right, okay, 7.30, you're going to work out. So then I was like, okay, let's get more specific here. What are the workouts that you're going to do? She's like, no, she's going to do the TNT, Lean Girl, 30-minute workouts. So I said, brilliant. We're going to do the 30-minute workouts. You know exactly what to do. You have an exact program. All of a sudden, she had total clarity she and to add into the mix the third element was accountability so I said to her okay James so I want a little tick we have our team task board I said I just want to see a little tick once you've done your workout and let me tell you she was a changed woman every single week she was showing up for her workouts because she had that structure she had taken the decisions out of it that were uncertain she didn't have clarity before and now she could keep showing up and, and commit to that so I, I wanted to share that although I think where you wanting to take it is is aligned with values right yes yeah, so before we get to values what you've said is is very useful and it reminds me of um, the negotiation um, tactics that that are often taught um, because we end up in a negotiation with ourselves. Mm. We say to ourselves, am I going to do it? When will I do it? We get, we get into this whole self-negotiation. Later always seems like the best time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you're ever negotiating with someone and they say they're going to do something, if, you, if they can't answer the question of how and when, mm. then it's not a real commitment. So if somebody says, I promise I'm going to do it, you could ask them and say, okay, great. By when and how, how, how are you going to implement it? As uh, Chris Voss, who's a famous negotiation um, expert, says that a yes without a how is not a real yes. Mm, a like commitment that. without a plan is not a real commitment. Yes. So when negotiating with ourselves, the more clarity we have on how and when, we know that we're actually making that commitment. But why would we make the commitment in the first place? This brings us back to values. Mm. We've all heard about habits. Habits are things that, like these automatic actions that get triggered in certain times or certain um, contexts. And we do want working out to be a habit, just as the way as brushing our teeth. But be before something becomes a habit, it can also become a ritual. And a ritual is something that we do also typically in a very particular way, normally at a very particular time, but it's something which is an expression of our deepest held values. So if your value is self-care, if you value things like your fitness, if you value all the, whatever values goes into you taking that time to, to do the workout, See the, uh, see the setting of the time and setting of that commitment as an expression of that value. Mm. Because a lot of the time, we actually forget why we're doing something. Mm. Why is it important? Yes, I, I think that it's easy to almost just see it as a chore. You know, it's another thing that needs to get done in the day. And although it's so obvious and we know our health is pretty much the only thing that we've got. Like, it just takes your health to not be there for you to realize that. And I always say our bodies are legit the only place that we've got to live. And so when we don't have that anymore, um, I mean, it impacts our relationships, it impacts our work, it impacts everything around us. So once you feel that deeply, and you, I think you link the two, um, of that value of looking after yourself, of looking after this body that's going to carry you through life and go with you wherever you go, whether you're in a meeting, whether you're across the world in Italy, it's with you. Um, 
to the setting of that action and showing up on your mat with your dumbbells in the gym. Exactly. And, and when you know that you're expressing your deepest health values, then the ritual actually feels special. And so when we're doing something that we're fully engaged in that feels special, we want to be engrossed in it. And I know that the times that I've found going to gym and keeping that up the hardest is when I've forgotten why I'm doing it. And then when I am doing it, because it no longer feels special to me because I haven't linked it to my values, I'm thinking about a million other things at the same time. In between sets, I'm looking, I'm sending messages, looking at email, I'm thinking about work. Like, yes, we are always going to have more important things to do. But if you just remain mindful, remain present, and actually really enjoy and lean into the workout, you're also going to extract more value and satisfaction from it than if you're sitting there wishing it away. And I think that that's a really important part of knowing, uh, kind of tuning yourself to, am I, am I using this as an expression of my values of self-care and fitness and health and living life to its fullest? Um, or is this just something I'm trying to get past? So that's that's an interesting acid test to just become aware of our experience just, when we're working out. Yeah, and just align, align with that. And yeah. I think to add another thing into the mix, you know, um, we were talking, when we started talking, we were, we were saying, you know, we feel like we just can't find the time. And another aspect of this is actually making better choices with no extra time required. Because that's also an opportunity, right? So when I feel like I'm short on time, I don't have, you know, I, and that's our automatic, let me, let, my, let me off the hook here. You know, I don't have enough time. I'm just going to order the burger and chips on Uber Eats. Would it not take the same amount of time to order something that was healthy, order something that was nutritious? And so sometimes that's also a good question to ask ourselves. Could I make a better choice here with no extra time required? Yeah, I think that that's always worthwhile. And I know that I've been in situations where I have been faced with that. And the times that I've ordered the burgers and chips is actually because I feel um, that eating that stuff is going to make me feel okay inside, you know. Mm. And, um, and, and that's a really good, interesting signal that if I, if I know I can make those two decisions and I'm erring towards the one that is just the comfort food, the feel good that I know is not going to, uh, help me to achieve my goals, then it's a really great reminder for me to to just think to myself, you know, why am I feeling this way? And often the way, my feeling that way is because I'm feeling stressed, because I feel like I've got so much on my plate, because I'm in this productivity debt. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, you know what, Gilan? It's okay. I'm not going to finish everything. Like we got to, coming just circling back to kind of close off where we started. It's just acknowledging our finitude, which is that life is finite. We only have a very, very short amount of time. There is an infinite amount of different ways we could be using our time. Mm. So what, however we're using our time here right now, be present. Do what's actually aligned with your values. Make it into a ritual that will become a habit. And stop stressing so much about what else you could and should be doing with your time. Um, tomorrow never comes and life is short. So I think that that's a, a pretty good formula for just realigning ourselves when we get into that um, cycle of not doing the important things because we don't, quote unquote, have enough time. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I think just to end off here as well, being realistic with, with 
our schedules and also not being an overachiever. So we're also not saying here, go from zero workouts to six days a week and you know, be realistic with yourself. Say, okay, look at my schedule on a Sunday. This is what I do every week. And I look at my ideal week ahead and I plot in my things. I make those times with myself. That is a, you know, I make the decision once is, is what I try to do. Those are the days that I work out. These are the um, meals that I'm going to have. And I think that bit of preparation um, certainly helps in a week ahead, especially when things are going to be busy. And then again, when we are in that moment where we are bargaining with ourselves, when we're saying, oh, should I do the workout, should I not? To realign back to our values and come back to why it is that we are showing up for ourselves. Absolutely. So I really love that. Thank you. Thank you, um, babe. And I think... Gilan has even more to offer. So if you are enjoying these mindsets and you know different ways that we can understand our minds better so that we can not only live our best lives but still perform at a really high level, then definitely check out Gilan on Instagram. It's gilan.gork. Yeah, at gilan.gork. At gilan.gork on Instagram. He has incredible content that I know is going to help you not only in your fitness and fat loss journey but in your career and in other aspects of your life. So definitely go and check out more of his work there. He does amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you. Um, and I hope that you really enjoyed this podcast. And please, if you did, give it a share. Give it with, share it with someone who is perhaps struggling with time and maybe one of your friends that's been saying, oh, I really want to get my workouts in. I really want to prioritize, prioritize my nutrition, but I'm not getting it. I really hope that this episode will help them too. Of course, leave us a review as well. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know all about the topics that you are struggling with and things you'd love us to cover on the podcast. And lastly, we look forward to our next podcast coming next week where we are talking about pretty patience. And we're going to cover how long do results actually take? Is it that you're actually not making any progress or do you just need more time? So we look forward to unpacking that in next week's episode. For now, have a beautiful day and we will see you back here next week. Thank you.